Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. I said to you before, I'm not in a big hurry to get through these two verses because there's so much in them. And, uh, you know, some verses are taught and some verses, as somebody said, are caught, you know, <laughs> okay? You need to catch these verses. You really need to get a hold of these in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. I mean, it just needs to penetrate and be in the very center of your being. Amen? This is the Apostle John. Uh, when he writes there, I'm reading in First John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, he says, For whatever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I want you to stop there and think about that. Whatsoever or whatever is born of God. You know, it's a whatever. You are a whatever. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you might think you're not, but you are. I, I'm, I'm really glad that he said whatever. He says, for whatever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. You know, even though this is true, it's not true for us until we make it true for us. We're going to talk about that today. And he says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith or our faith. Amen. Now, I want you to notice something that this thing is activated through faith. See, you receive it when you are born again, but you activate it through faith. You need to know that when you're born again, whatever is born of God, you become a world overcomer. You have the potential in you to do this. Now he goes in to say, this is how you work it. And we're going to look at that today, okay, in more detail. Verse 5, he says, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is actually, this is not a throwaway, a throwaway verse. This is really important. When we get to it, we'll talk about it. All right? For now, let's proceed forward. I don't want to do much of a review. I know I say that and do it normally. But <laughs> I want to go exactly to where we left off last time in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. We began talking about faith because it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I want you to notice it says this is the victory and equates the victory to faith. Do you understand when he says this is the victory that overcomes the world? He says our faith. Okay, I'm going to take the middle out for a bit, okay, because you need to see it. So if faith should translate to victory, if you don't have victory, it ain't faith. Mm. Did you all get that? Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, I've said here, faith was designed to overcome any and all mountains in our life, whatever form they take. Last time we looked at one aspect I didn't look at it in great detail. I just want to make a mention of this. And that was what the Spirit-filled Bible said. It is our faith that brings victory over the world, providing us with a spiritual weapon by which we can combat both the temptations and the persecutions of a godless society. This is something I, I, I did race past this, and I, uh, the Lord just spoke to me about it. So I need to speak to you about it. <laughs> okay? I want you to understand something. This thing actually works in this area as well. It is there to overcome persecution. It is there when people are persecuting you. People are, you know, just speaking badly about you. You all know what I'm saying? Okay? And, and just giving you a hard time because you're Christian. How about that? <laughs> okay? You all know what I'm saying? To where you almost, you know, don't want to tell anybody that you are. Amen? Do you know this? Faith overcomes that. 
I, I, like I said, I didn't talk about this last time, and maybe I should. We, we're so busy using our faith to get stuff that whenever we get attacked, we don't use our faith. We just let them have it back, you know. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay? Those pithy comebacks, all right? <laughs> okay? You know, and we're looking for just uh, something to retaliate with rather than using our faith. How do we use our faith? Now, see, this is where it's important that you understand that you can use your faith in a different way in times like that. This is when you really need to say, God, talk to me. <laughs> okay? Remember, he's the one that restores your soul because it's an attack on you. Amen? You need to know your Psalms. Listen to Pastor Andrew's uh, uh, backyard blessings. <laughs> you know, it, it, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not go in want for anything. That's what it means. Okay, the next part. He leads you beside still waters. He restores your soul. Do you understand? He is there to do that part, but you need to receive it by faith. Are you all with me? So that's with the persecutions. But I want you to also notice that it also combats temptations. You know, there are things in this world, the devil is doing everything that he can to get us off track. Because while we keep our eyes on God, remember Peter when he got out of the boat? While he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking on water. Soon as he got his eyes off Jesus and onto the storm, he started to sink. That's exactly what happens to us. You know, we get our eyes off God and that's the devil, man. I mean, he's just, check this wave out. You know, <laughs> you know look, I think that's a shark. I mean, just, well, who knows? Whatever, you know. No, okay, somebody said, there's no shark there. I don't know, I'm just saying. But, you know, it's just that I'm saying his, his job is to get us looking somewhere else. Because while our eyes are not on God, we become disconnected. And Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And I had said to you before, that doesn't mean you can't do nothing. I mean, there's a lot of godless, bad people out there doing a lot of things, okay? <laughs> somebody, somebody preaches and they said, well, you can't do anything from Jesus. I said, no, <laughs> you know, you just lost most of your crowd around. They'll just go, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a self-made businessman, you know. <laughs> I didn't need God for that. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just trying to be real here. No, what he wasn't talking about, that stuff. Oh, you can do that stuff. But listen to me, anything lasting, anything that means anything in the scheme of eternity, you can't do anything without him. Amen? And can I also say this? There is a prosperity in this world that takes more than it gives. And there is a prosperity in God that gives more than, you, than it receives. I said receives, okay? It doesn't take because you only can give what is already his back to him. Anyway, getting back to this. Now, <laughs> are we all good with this? Can I move on? I really want to get to the mountain. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, listen, whether it's persecution or temptation, it's the same thing. You need to, you need to uh, listen to God. You need to keep your eyes on God. You need to receive counsel from the Holy Spirit. Amen. It will bring you life. It, it, he will do things that will surprise you. I've, you know, I've said to God, God, you know, I'm, I'm having difficulty here. You need to intervene right now. You know what he does? I don't get a call back on Monday. Oh, sorry, I, I, I see you left a message on Sunday. You needed a bit of intervention. How are you doing? I'm dead. Okay, don't worry about it then. <laughs> okay, God is not like that. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, remember again, it's by faith. You need to receive it by faith. Hallelujah. All right. Another aspect of, of this is all those things that get in the way of us receiving 
God's blessing in our life. See, that, this is more of an aspect that we are familiar with, even though I want to go through it, okay, as part of this, part of this lesson. But I wanted to bring out the other side because we don't usually use our faith in those areas. All right, now let's get on to the things that, see, what should be happening in our life? The reason I didn't take a lot of time with that is that what should be happening in our life is that we move on from those things to where, you know, it's kind of like what they said, they're saying, you know, water of a duck's back. Okay, where people persecute and go, whatever. <laughs> you know, you, you get to the whatever stage. Amen. And you're getting to the place now where you are beginning to move mountains. Are you all here? Not just deal with them like those things, but actually begin to move. And so that's what we want to look at. Uh, in Mark chapter 11, we began looking at this last time. Remember again, this is the incident uh, following the fig tree, you know, when Jesus Christ did said, let no one eat fruit from you, fruit from you ever again. Remember that? Okay. All right. And then it goes on to say in verse 20, and in the morning they passed by, they, uh, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Verse 21, Peter calling to remembrance said, uh, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. I'm reading from the King James, by the way, guys. All right. And Jesus answering said, that, the reason is I'll quote it in King James. Okay. All right. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now, remember that also is have the faith of God. They are, they are connected. And, you, you know, I was going to say with a very short row, but the thing is, you know, they are connected to such a degree that one won't work without the other. It all begins with faith in God. You can't just go to the faith of God. There's no such thing, okay? You need to begin with faith in God, and then God will help you develop that faith to the place where it is the faith of God. We will look at examples of both of that today, all right? Anyway, uh, if we get to it. Uh, let's get to it. All right, so <laughs> Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus now begins to teach how to do this. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, now I want you to notice it says, whoever, okay, whosoever shall say, whosoever shall really think hard, really want it, and say nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I want to make a point here, okay, because a lot of us do that. You know, we really, really, really want it, but we won't say anything. I want you to notice that Jesus says, whoever says, doesn't think, but says something. We haven't still figured out that our mouth releases something it was given to us by God to do something with. Not to speak badly about people, okay? It was meant to be the thing that brings things into our life or gets rid of things out of our life. Okay. So he says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Be thou Remember I told you, be thou removed. Okay, you need to dislodge the thing. All right, and then be thou cast into the sea. You need to tell it where to go. All right, and he says, And shall not doubt in his heart, Shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. I want to pause for a second. That's where the problem is. You know, we are speaking without believing. We are saying to mountains and we have no faith. Because somebody taught us about confession, but they didn't really get into the place where we are believing what we're saying. Because that's what he goes on to say. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, only, I'm going to add that word, okay, <laughs> you understand why, only 
then he or she should have whatever he says. Can, can I say, is that okay for me to say that? Because you guys need to get this. It's only what you believe and speak that will come to pass. It's not what you just speak, neither is it what you just believe. See, that, that, <laughs> that's what I was talking about before. You know, some people go, well, I believe. What, what do you believe? Well, I believe God. Okay, well, for what? Well, you know, generally. Well, that's generally what you're going to get, generally. <laughs> no, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, it's just like, <laughs> you, you, if you go shopping in the supermarket, do you have a list? I hope some of you do. Oh, you know, because otherwise you'll take everything off the shelf or you'll travel around the trolley and pick nothing off the shelf. <laughs> After a couple hours, somebody will escort you out. Because, you know, this guy is, <laughs> not only is his tr uh, trolley empty, you know, he's a little empty upstairs as well. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's been two hours, pick something. <laughs> okay? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? See, if we, if we don't make a list, listen to me, all right? If we are not focused, now, I've told you, go to God and get your list. That never changes. Because your list might be a bad list. You know, we, we make a list based on, now what do I want? Better not. <laughs> okay? You go to God and say, God, what, what, what should I want? <laughs> okay? Amen. I, I, I will guarantee you, you'll get better than what you, what you decided was good for you. Without fail. Every single time God has suggested something that was different to what I thought, you know, we should be doing or we, I should get, has every single time been better. You might say, why are you surprised? Because some people still haven't figured that out, not you. Because you've been going here long enough to know the difference. Okay, but there are people out there, it is amazing. In fact, there are, you know, there, there are series out there that your first step is decide what you want. No, 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 no. First step, go check with God. Then write it out. Then find the word for it. Because he'll show you. See, when God leads you to, you know, to something in his word or just says, all right, I'm, this is what I'm believing. Oh, no, I'm believing. This is what I desire for you to have. We'll get to that in just a second now. Okay. He'll say, here's a scripture. Because you always ask God. Even if it's a Lord, he'll give you a scripture. By the way. Just say, what scripture is that based on? He'll say, okay, on this scripture. And you go, thank you, God. Do you know that scripture will come alive in you? Because God has spoken it to you personally. It hasn't been a scripture you picked. It's a scripture that he has given you. That life has come through in that time, in your prayer time. Are you all with me? Amen? And with that will come a, a degree of faith that you can build on. See, a lot of times, you know, let me just deal with this for a second. A lot of times the problem that we're having is we're finding a scripture and trying to have faith through that scripture for that scripture to come to pass. And we're reading it and we're reading it and thinking, well, if I read it 600 times, I might get it, you know. Dude, maybe that's not your scrippy. Maybe God's got another scripture for you. Maybe you need to go and ask him, uh, so I've been standing on this like for two months and nothing's happening. Is there another one? Hello? I know some people that they, they just can't, you know, they can't receive from, uh, is it 1 Peter 2.24? By stripes you were healed? They, they just can't. But they can receive maybe from Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You know, we esteemed him strict and certain of God and, you know, and afflicted, but he was bruised for our iniquities. 
Oh, okay, and so on and so forth. All right, and they go, well, that, I can do that. That I can receive from. See, now, that, that's the thing. That You need to go there then. Are you all with me? So I want you to notice here, he says, once again, getting back to this, see, you need to believe what you say. That's why I said find your scripture appropriately, all right? You need to believe what you say because only when you believe what you are saying will those things come to pass. Family, we need things to come to pass in our life. Can I get an amen on that? Now, you know what's amazing? Jesus didn't stop there. And we're on to verse 24, which is, I said, where we'll get to today. All right, he says, Therefore, I say unto you, that what things soever you desire. Oh, praise the Lord. See, now we've gone from using our faith to come against temptation, persecution, to what you desire. You getting this now? We're moving forward with this. He says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, watch now, he is, it's the same lesson, except now in prayer. He says, when you pray, can I say when you say? When you pray, you're saying. Hope you, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, he says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe that you receive them? Well, you know, someday, by and by. When the Lord des- decides that, you know, no, no, you need to believe when you pray. Watch again, he says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When you pray, believe that you receive them. I'm going to go over that a couple of times. When you pray, believe that you receive them. What happens when you finish praying? Well, I hope so. No, <laughs> okay? You don't hope so. You believe that you receive them. Well, brother, then what do I do after that? Praise God for it. What happens when you get it? You're thrilled. That's what you, okay? You get thrilled before so you can get it. In fact, you know, it's kind of a little backwards with us in, in, in the Christian world. You know, in the, in, the, in the world, we get something, then we're thrilled. In the Christian world, we believe and receive and we're thrilled. When we get, some, when we get it, it's kind of a non-event. Because we were thrilled two months ago. <laughs> you know? we're believe- Meanwhile, we're believing for something else and we're thrilled about something else that is still to come to pass. That's the way our lives should be. Are you all with me? Because we're moving forward. We're not stuck in something and going, well, when this comes about, I'm going to this and just keep going. What did, what, what did Ecclesiastes say? Just keep casting your bread in the water. It'll start coming back. Don't stop casting. Amen. There's nothing there to come back. All right. So he says again, therefore, I say unto you that what, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Jesus is speaking this to you right now. Let me just stop for a second. I want you to imagine, if you can, the Lord standing right in front of you. And he's saying this to you right now, face to face, mono a mono, or whatever it is. Okay, one on one. All right, <laughs> I probably really butchered that one. But anyway, all right, he, one on one, he's saying to you, listen to me. Do I need to use your names? Okay, just put your name in here. Okay, listen to me, so and so. Okay. He says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Can you do that? And you go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, and you shall have him. You go, wow, really? Yep. That's what we need. We need to receive this not as a little Bible verse. 
We need to receive this as somebody came rushing out, you know, jumped out of a car, come rushing out to you and said this to you. I've got great news for you. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive him. You'll have him. You'll go, wow, i got a big list. See you later, bye. <laughs> okay? And you will begin to pray. Welcome to the prayer life. <laughs> There's no such thing as, do I have to pray? Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you have to breathe? I don't know. Maybe you don't. Uh, might explain a lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> All right. No. Notice that both faith in God and the faith of God operate on the same principle of believing and speaking. Now, you need to get this. Faith in God and the faith of God, these this are both mentioned there before we begin all of this. Do you remember that? They both <laughs> operate on the exact same principle. Whether you are believing in God or whether, you are believing, or whether you've got the faith of God, it works the same way. How is it different? Well, let's have a look at that in just a minute. Uh, turn to Mark chapter 5, please. If we're ever going to overcome the mountains in our life, then we are going to have to do what Jesus says. In relation to the mountains of sickness and disease, we have two ex excellent examples of how this principle works. Verses 21 through 43. It's a lot of scripture, guys. Okay. Mark chapter 5, beginning verse 21. It says, now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat onto, uh, to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Stop for a second. He's a ruler of a synagogue. This is not some little Jew. Okay. This is a ruler of a synagogue. Are you all with me? Okay, this is a big thing he is doing here. And he says when he saw him, he fell at his feet. This is extraordinary. Verse 23, and begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Now listen, all right, come, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Do you see where Jairus' faith is? It's in Jesus. Do you see that? Okay. This is faith in God. Are you all with me? He says, you come, you do this, that will happen. Okay. So Jesus went with him. I really like that Jesus just turned around. In the crowd, everything else, he just went with him. And a great multitude followed him and thronged him. That's how many people were there. Okay. Verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Verse 26, and had suffered many things from many physicians. I want you to notice it didn't say that she'd been healed. It says that she suffered. Do you see that? All right. It's, and I could say a lot about that, but he says again, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. You know, it's one of those, well, it's an experimental drug. <laughs> How much is it going to cost? Everything you have, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, we'll take that too. <laughs> okay, that's the world, family. Anyway, and notice, grew worse. Didn't get better, grew worse. So she's now broke and worse than she was before. At least before she had some money. Now, okay, all right, okay. Verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, now watch what she said. 
All right? She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Oh, this is the faith of God. She's not asking him anything. <laughs> okay? She's sneaking up to him, touching his clothes and want to disappear. Because she, is, she would be considered unclean. Flow of blood was a time when you separated yourself from society. Are you all with me? She had this for 12 years. How can you separate that? You know, it's just like, I need to get in there, man. I need to do this. And so I want you to notice that she doesn't ask Jesus for anything. Jairus asked Jesus, come and do this, please. And he said, you do this and this will happen. See, Jairus did have faith. Jairus didn't say to Jesus, I really need to bring this out as well now. Jairus didn't say, come and lay your hands and let's see if she gets well. <laughs> okay? Jesus would have said, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's not happening. Jairus said, you do this, she will be made well. Now this woman comes along and says, all I have to do, don't even have to ask him, I'll just go sneak up, touch his garment, not even him. This is extraordinary. People have said, you know, can your clothes carry an anointing? Well, here's the answer. It says about the Apostle Paul that took handkerchiefs off of him and he didn't just heal people, he drove out demons. I think that's quite extraordinary. Are you all with me? Okay, so here she comes. And she says, I'll just need to touch. This is where her faith is at. Her faith is, I touch him, I'll be healed. End of story. Okay. Immediately, it says, verse 29, Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. <laughs> Always tickles me when I read this. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Can I say it just got stolen? <laughs> okay, you know. It's like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> All right. Listen, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Remember we just read that was throng around him. This is a ridiculous question. Everybody's touching you. All right. Anyway, this is coming up. All right. So he said, who touched my clothes? Now, I want you to understand something that Jesus, listen, this is, this is really important that you get this now. Jesus had nothing to do about, with that woman's healing. He didn't even know except some stuff went out from him. You know what I'm trying to say? Like who put your hand in the basket and took something out? You know, something happened and he knew power was actually pulled out of him. Now, I want to say something here. Let me just take a minute now. When you get to the place where you're operating in the faith of God, you have to be responsible. There are people out there that have learned to walk in this level of faith and then began to pull things that were not exactly right. And then you become responsible for those things. And the testimony that they bear to everybody around you. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'm going to say that and let you extrapolate. Okay? All right. Moving on. So, <laughs> verse 31. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? 
you know, you like, anyway. And he, <laughs> verse 32, see, he just ignores him. All right? <laughs> he looked around to see who had done this thing. He just, this was, this was, something happened. Okay? But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, see, now she's clean, by the way. No more flow of blood. Did you hear? All right? Fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. While Jairus is waiting. The whole truth. I mean, she didn't leave a detail out. So, 12 years ago, <laughs> come on now, okay? You know, I wasn't feeling well that day. I was wondering what was wrong. <laughs> Jairus, come on, woman, hurry up. <laughs> People are dying, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right? And, 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 then, and then my mom and my dad and, you know, and my Uncle Jack and whatever. And then we went to this physician. And, you know, they're not much they cost. They're very expensive. This, we don't care. You're healed, woman. Go home. Let's get on with this. She told him the whole truth. I mean, she told him everything. You know, w women generally have an attention to detail. Men want the cliff notes. Somewhere in the middle, I think it's there. It's right. Okay. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I really need you to understand something. Jairus, bless his heart, hasn't said anything. What would you do? I know some people would go, you know what? Enough, enough, enough. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is a Sri Lankan thing. <laughs> right, right, enough. Now let's go. That's enough. You can tell somebody else. Okay. <laughs> okay? And we wander off. He didn't do anything. He stood there and listened to everything that she said. This is, you know, kudos on Jairus. Anyway, let's move on. And he said to her, daughter, watch now what he says. Verse uh, 34. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. He didn't say I had anything to do with this. He said, your faith has done this now. All right, he said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Hallelujah. Do you know what's interesting? Jesus never says this to Jairus. Because his faith was in Jesus. It was Jesus' faith that brought about the miracle. Are you all with me? So you can see this. This is something else, family. We need to understand that some days, sometimes, we just can't, you know, all the faith we can have is in somebody else to come and do something. That's it. We don't have the faith to receive for ourselves. That's why we as a body need to support each other. Because I don't care how strong you think you are, there will be a time when you just can't lift nothing by faith. I mean, you can't believe for a pair of socks. You're done, <laughs> okay? And you need somebody else. You need to have faith. You know, like for example, I just think, okay, you know, Pastor Christina can believe for me because I have nothing left. And, and, and Chrissy goes, no problem. I got this. I'm saying that by faith. And then, <laughs> no, 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 she, no. <laughs> she is a woman of faith. Hallelujah. No, I chose on purpose. But the thing is, you know, that's where we need this. We need to know that we don't have to be 100% all the time. That's where the body comes around us and says, you rest, we'll pray. Amen? All right. Let's move on. While he was still speaking, verse 35, 
the thing that Jairus feared the most happened, okay? While he was speaking, I mean, she took so long, okay? While, <laughs> while he was speaking, see, Jairus could have had an attitude right now, and it would have he would have lost his miracle. I really need you to get this. There's something, there's a lot in here that we miss sometimes. You know, I really want to bring out some of these aspects. Be careful that you don't let an irritation or something in you manifest and then you lose your miracle. You were on your way to a miracle and you missed out on it because of an attitude. Are you all with me? All right. While he was still speaking, some came from the rulers, uh, from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? You know, I, I can just imagine Jesus thinking, I better stop this before Jairus turns around to that woman and says, what were you doing out here anyway? You know, he's a ruler of a synagogue. Listen. He enforces those laws that say that women with this problem should be at home. Are you all with me? I mean, he could have just turned to her straight away and said, you really had to tell us the whole story, didn't you? And started to have an attitude. So what, <laughs> at what, verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. He, it was just like, don't take your eyes off of what you believed. Don't take your eyes off of it. He says, he says again, do not be afraid, only believe. Believe. I want you to see those two words. Only believe. Only believe. You can't be afraid and believe. That's why he said, don't be afraid. Believe. Stay in faith. Because what happens otherwise is we wander off into fear. It's too late now. You all with me? Amen? And he permitted no one... To follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. I'm wondering what the other apostles, uh, you know, other disciples are thinking. Uh, what about us? You know, we, we gave up everything too. How come we're getting left behind? Could have had an attitude too. Just saying. All right. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. Saw a tumult there of those who wept and wailed loudly. Verse 39. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Now, watch this. Verse 40, and they ridiculed him. Bad move. And I love the way Mark puts this, but when he put them all out. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I would have made that a statement in itself, okay? I would have said, he put them all out and then moved on, okay? But he said, yeah, you know, it was just a thing. He just said, but when he put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Verse 41, and I'm just going to read bits in this verse. Then he took the child by the hand and said to a little girl, I say to you, arise. Verse 42. Immediately the girl arose and walked. Now whose faith was this? This was, this was Jairus saying to Jesus, you do this and this will happen. Okay? You know, this is really interesting, isn't it? So Jairus has faith in Jesus. Jesus has faith to, to raise her up. Okay? The woman, only the woman. She came in, she flew in, undercover, in the, <laughs> the dark of night, got it and left. Okay, she just was in and out. Of course, she had to tell a story. All right, but otherwise, it would have been like a silent assassin. She would have just, would have been one person's faith. Now we have two people's faith here in operation. 
Listen, there have been people that have said this. If you don't have faith, well, nothing's going to happen to you. Well, depends. You can't do that. See, it's not always your faith has made you well. It's your faith in me will get this done. Your faith in the church. Your faith in some people that you know will pray, will believe, will receive. Will stand in the gap for you. You all with me? I had to finish this. All right. And he says, for she was, uh, again, verse 42, immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement, verse 43, but he commanded uh, them strictly that no one should know, know it and said that something should be given her to eat. Isn't that, to eat? Isn't that interesting? That, you know, he's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to read my newsletter. You can get us on www. No. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. All of that doesn't matter to him. He says, please don't tell anybody. And he says, by the way, feed her. <laughs> okay. she, you know, because everybody's like, oh. somebody close your mouth and go feed her. <laughs> she done hungry. <laughs> okay. I love that with Jesus. He's so practical. Everybody else is amazed. And he's like, give her something to eat. Praise God. I really want you to see something. that He was very real. His faith was real. He did things that were real, even though they were impossible. They were real things. People were healed. People were raised from the dead. Things were going on. Are you all with me? Amen? And so here again, in, in, I've said here, in addition to combating the temptation and persecutions of a godless society, we see another example of what the Apostle John means when he said again in the latter half of 1 John 5, 4, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Now, I really wanted to spend more time on this, but we've run out of time, so we'll pick this up next time. Uh, I'm going to look at faith in a little bit more detail because uh, you need to know how this thing works. But I need you to understand something right now. What you say matters. You, we really need to get a hold of this. What you say matters. Please be careful what you say. Please be careful what you're bringing into your life by what you're saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> All right? <laughs> it's really important that you... Keep a track. You know, we are, we are careless sometimes with the things that we say. And we reap something in our life because of it. And, you know, then it takes a lot of faith to get rid of it. Can I just say that? That's why it says, by your words you'll be justified. By your words you will be condemned. Proverbs 18.21 says death. It starts with death, you know. It says death. I would have said the other way around. But it says death and life. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Amen? Choose this day life. Speak life. If you don't have anything good to say, shh. Amen? Don't plant those seeds. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all this wisdom and revelation that we're receiving. We thank you, Lord, that we want to come to the place where we are walking in this mountain-moving, world-overcoming faith.